Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Police identify a teacher at a local Raleigh daycare charged in an overdose incident involving a child. How the daycare is responding. Two 16-year-olds are recovering after a fabled police officer rear-ended them while he sat in his car. He was like, he was coming in fast. We'll tell you how the two teens are doing. We've seen wave after wave of rain moving through, and it's far from over. I'm tracking the heaviest showers and flooding potential for the Triangle and beyond. What you can expect. And let's start with that radar as we take a look. We are seeing heavy rain across parts of our area. There's also a flood advisory now issued for parts of Durham. Uh, that just was issued moments before the beginning of this newscast. Lots of green scattered all across the dual Doppler 5000 tonight, and it's not letting up anytime soon. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dan Haggerty. And I'm Ashley Rowe. We are taking a live look at a wet D-Bab. You know, you mentioned Durham under that flood advisory. That's expected to be underway, I think, until 845, but we We'll check in with Mike on that in just a minute. Of course, all of this wet weather means a mess on the roads. We're going to see more of the same when we wake up. Mm -hmm. Meteorologist Mike Mays in the WRL Severe Weather Center Force. Mike, uh, tell us about this, uh, this flood advisory now. Yeah, the flood advisory, as Ashley mentioned, goes through 845. Already a couple of inches of rain has come down in the downtown area. An additional one to two inches with minor flooding anticipated. I've checked everywhere, have not heard of any reports of flooding just yet. And if it does take place, it would be minor. This is all with that moderate to heavy rainfall that was moving through the triangle and continues to do so over toward Durham and Orange counties, now up to Person County. We're seeing even more rain filling in to the south that will build up to the north. So we have more hours ahead this evening and overnight that we will see rain. And there's the flood advisory for Durham until 845, just a small portion of the southern part of the county, and that's about it. So the latest one of Futurecast shows still showers going on through the evening. There's 10 o'clock. We see another batch moving up from the north, another batch in the southern counties transferring its way up to the north, 4 a.m., hearing rain coming down on the roof, maybe an isolated rumble of thunder, and during the morning commute, still a chance for a little bit of rain out there. Now, we have a lot to talk about, still watching the tropics, still watching Tropical Storm Brett. Top winds are at about 4 45, so it has intensified just a bit, moving west at 18, making its way into the Caribbean. It will strengthen a bit, not into a hurricane. None of the intensity models now would have, have it developing into a hurricane. Moving into the Caribbean, we're going to encounter a lot of wind shear, drier aloft, which will rip it up, rip it apart. So it is likely to dissipate as it moves farther into the Caribbean. And tropical model plots, a lot of consensus that it's going to move due west. A couple outliers would not pay much attention to those. The global models that I've looked at really don't have it developing. Uh, up to the north it just stays in the Caribbean. Now we have a little bit of rain in the forecast for tomorrow, but not all that much. I'll show you future cast in just a moment. Now we're going to go to the WRA Live Center. Brett Nice has been monitoring traffic and any kind of conditions out there. What are you noticing, Brett? 
Yeah, Mike, we're taking a look at this live look here, I-85 at Duke Street. That'll show you what we're talking about all evening long, these wet roadways that are out there right now. We also have our live look at 540 and US 70, also known as Glenwood Avenue. Here's our current road condition map. This is a map we've been looking at all evening long. A lot of green all across the triangle. We're seeing some pockets where that green has lightened up a little bit, but it is a lot of wet roadways out there. Some, some of these uh, storms that moved through did cause some damage. I want to show you these pictures down in Vass. You can see some trees limbs down that took down some power lines also around that truck there as well. So some limited damage, nothing widespread. That's the good news. But back here in the WRL Live Center, we do have the Duke Energy outage map. Some outages that are being reported. This main one we're looking at right now is just south of Durham near the Chapel Hill border. Almost 2000 outages in that little stretch, uh, that little part of uh, south, uh, southwest Durham. But we're working to learn exactly what's causing those outages and how long it might last. As soon as we get an update, we'll pass it along. As the rain continues to pour, Brett, thank you so much. And with all this rain in the forecast this week, Remember, you can take the radar with you anywhere you go with the WRL weather app. It is free wherever you get your apps. Tonight, a child care worker is charged in connection with a child overdose at a daycare last week. Kaya Cox has been charged with misdemeanor child abuse. She worked at Stonehenge Kinder Care in North Raleigh. On June 13th, police were called to the daycare for a child who overdosed. The next day, daycare officials said they fired the employee because the alleged incident happened under their care and supervision. Flames destroyed a home in East Raleigh this afternoon. Four people were inside when the fire started. All of them were able to get out quickly and safely. This was the scene when the breaking news tracker arrived on Beacon Village Drive. Firefighters say it took about 20 minutes to get the fire knocked down. They're working to figure out what started the fire. WRL is trying to learn more about an accident involving a Fayetteville police officer. A crash that happened at this intersection here, Strickland Bridge Road and Elkins Drive yesterday afternoon. There were two teenagers inside a vehicle waiting to make a left-hand turn. You see the back of the vehicle here. The officer then slammed into the back of them. WRL Fayetteville reporter Gilbert Bay spoke with the mother of the teen who was driving this vehicle in an interview you'll only hear on WRAL. Well, the mother of the 16-year-old who was in this car says that she was on Strickland Bridge Road waiting to make a left-hand turn. Look at the back of this vehicle. It's where a Fayetteville police car slammed into her. The back of this white Nissan Altima tells the story. The 16-year-old driver's mother didn't want to be on camera, but she told me her daughter was at a complete stop when she saw a Fayetteville police officer's patrol car approaching her at a high rate of speed. The speed limit in that area is 35 miles an hour. As she was waiting, she says that she saw a police car um, just she explained it as coming in hot. Before she had time to react or even move out of the way or anything, um, she just kind of tensed up and he hit the back end of her car. The airbags in the Ultima did not deploy, so the driver and passenger slammed into the steering wheel and dashboard, but they managed to get out of the car and check on the police officer. Um, she said when she walked up to the car, he was still in the driver's seat. His head was back on his seat. She, she said, Mama, I thought he was dead. We've learned the officer involved is Dakota Martin. He's been on the force for about 18 months. Um, he didn't have lights engaged. Um, as far as we know, he was just doing a routine drive. The two 16-year-olds were taken to Cape Fear Valley Medical Center for treatment. We're still working to learn the condition of the Fayetteville police officer. In Fayetteville, Gilbert Bays, WREL News.
Taking a live look now at the North Carolina Legislative Building, where state Senate Republicans have moved to quickly override Governor Roy Cooper's recent vetoes. The Senate is also overriding Cooper's training programs that address racism and other biases. WRAL's Julian Grace sat in the Senate chambers for those votes. Joining us now live with more. Julian. Ashley, the vote in the GOP controlled us and it largely followed party lines. Now, there was some debate inside that session. Here's video from earlier today as I walk you through what to expect next. The bills will now move back to the House where legislators will review any changes made by the Senate. After the votes were completed to override the vetoes on consumer lo loans, employee diversity training and hiring, and transgender girls in sports, Senator Phil Berger commented on if this hurts how North Carolina is perceived. I do think that, uh, that, that uh, the, uh, the, the perception problem and uh, people uh, jump to conclusions about things, uh, I, I think those are problematic, there's no question about that. Um, but um, you know, people are going to believe what they are going to believe and they're going to think what they're going to think. This will definitely be a talker. So what happens to those four bills now during that override? Now they will go on to the House, and if they're approved in the House, Ashley, they will become law. Hot topics. Okay, Julian, thank you for your reporting. In the last two hours, the North Carolina Senate also passed a bill banning transgender girls and women from playing girls' sports in public schools and universities in our state. The bill passed mostly along party lines. It now goes back to the state house for concurrence. At a dramatic committee hearing this morning, Republican lawmakers approved a ban on gender-affirming medical care for transgender minors. Republican leaders allowed only one, uh, one speaker per side at this meeting, which did leave a lot of people who showed up today feeling as though their voices weren't heard. Shame! Shame! Shame on Shame. you, Shame. You didn't let us speak and you didn't listen to me. Transgender people and advocates walked out of the committee as House lawmakers approved a ban on all gender-affirming medical care for transgender teens at public hospitals or health care facilities. That includes puberty blockers, hormone treatment, and surgical gender reassignment. North Carolina consumers may benefit from a new California law. However, the local pork industry could suffer. WRAL's Shelly Jackson takes a closer look at the impact on pig farmers across our state coming up. President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, has agreed to plead guilty to two tax-related federal misdemeanors. Those charges are for failing to pay taxes, which he later reimbursed. Court documents also reveal Hunter struck a deal with federal prosecutors to resolve a felony gun charge for owning a gun while using drugs. Despite this plea deal, the U.S. attorney for Delaware, appointed by former President Trump, says the Hunter Biden investigation is, quote, ongoing. So what can we make of this new development? Let's bring in political expert and Meredith College professor David McLennan to weigh in. Good evening. So good to see you. Thank you. Good to see you as well. Hunter has agreed to probation as his punishment. Now, as, as uh, we would expect, President Trump is calling the probation recommendation a, quote, mere traffic ticket. Uh, Republicans also calling it too light. What do you make of that? Well, I think we need to remember that um, Hunter Biden has been under investigation for a number of years by, as you said, a Trump appointed uh, prosecutor. And, you know, this is um, typical for first time offenders. So in terms of legal 
a liability. You know, Hunter Biden is not out of the uh, realm of, of, of possibility in terms of what sentence he has. But I think the real issue is this is a political fight. And I think, as you see, former President Trump, Jim Jordan and the House Judiciary Committee has come out very strongly against this. This political fight will continue. And the real question is, what impact will it have not only on Hunter Biden, but his father? Yes, exactly. We've got a presidential election upcoming. So what what does this make? You know, what how does this impact uh, President Biden and, and the campaign he has going on? Well, I think both with um, Joe Biden, as well as Donald Trump, most people have made up their minds about these two people. And so something happening to Hunter Biden, uh, him taking a plea agreement, I don't think it's going to affect Joe Biden. We don't see his approval ratings going up or down very much anymore, just like we don't see um, former President Trump's uh, second round of indictments affecting him very much. So I don't think unless things get a lot more serious, this further investigation uncovers something much more dramatic. This is going to have much impact on the 2024 presidential election. Oh, so interesting. Okay, uh, thank you so much, Professor David McLennan, for joining us tonight. Thank you. Good to be with you. A recent decision by the United States Supreme Court could impact pig farmers here in North Carolina. These new regulations go into effect July 1st, and some small farms are saying it could even put them out of business. 89% of pig farms in the state are family-owned. WRL Shelley Jackson explains what's at issue here. In the short term, the Supreme Court's decision could benefit the North Carolina consumer, but it could have lasting repercussions for the pork industry. Jan Archer has been farming pigs for 47 years. She houses 1,200 sows on her 160-acre farm in Wayne County. I have sows in stalls and I have stalls in pens. Some of my, of my sows would be compliant, but not all of them. And that means that my farm is not. But now her livelihood is being threatened. In May, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld California's Prop 12. The law bans the sale of pork in California from farms that can find pregnant pigs in gestation crates. For me to make this farm Prop 12 compliant, I would have to build two more buildings at a cost of about a million dollars a building. This farm is not worth a million dollars. The average gestation crate is six and a half by two and a half feet. Pretty standard for most pork production. Prop 12 would expand that to 24 square feet. But Archer says there's more to it than that. It's a minimum of 24 square feet, but the animal has to have enough room to completely turn around. So in effect, that's at least six by six, so at least 36 square feet. That means North Carolina pig farmers will have to reduce the number of pigs. That would not pay my employees. That wouldn't, it wouldn't be worth it to produce that few animals because I can't make a living on that. Or expand. But no new hog farms have been built in North Carolina since 1997 due to a moratorium on new or expanded hog farms. So that means I can't add any sows, I can't build another barn. Roy Lee Lindsay, CEO of the North Carolina Pork Council, says this isn't about animal welfare. Efforts like Proposition 12 that are brought by uh, animal rights extremists are, are only aimed at limiting what goes on your plate. And they're aimed at, at limiting the amount of meat that goes into our diets. California makes up less than 1% of U.S. pork production, but it accounts for 13% of its consumption. More than 63% of California voters approved Prop 12. 
people care about animals clearly uh, when they're uh, voting these kinds of laws into place. North Carolina consumers will benefit, at least initially. Some of that pork that would have been sold in California will stay in North Carolina, driving down what consumers pay at the grocery store. Everybody is losing huge amounts of money right now. But that will impact an industry already feeling the pinch of rising corn and fuel costs. We're going to see a significant consolidation and small farms like mine are going to go away and small family farms are going to go away because we can't compete. Ten states ban the use of gestation crates, but California is the only state to ban the sale of pork raised using those crates. Shelly Jackson, WRAL News, Wayne County. An interesting ripple effect there. Show Mike Mays joining us now. Uh, Mike, let's talk about the radar behind you. A lot of green, a lot of rain. It's been a rainy couple of days, sure. and it's about to extend through our week. Yeah, and we're going to see more rain tonight. This batch is moving off to the north and west. We're seeing new areas of rain develop to our south and making their way up to the north. So we're likely going to see that rain continue off and on throughout the night. We have a low end risk for flooding where you see the green. It's a medium risk for yellow and over toward Durham, the city of Durham. Right now we have that flood advisory through 845 and in the mountains, there's a high risk for flooding through the evening and overnight. Now tomorrow it's a different story. That threat backs off. So we're only, only under a low risk for flooding during the day tomorrow. The mountains are out of the high risk. It's a medium risk off to the west and Thursday pretty much looks the same and it looks like rain chances should back off a bit for the day tomorrow before ramping back up tomorrow night and Thursday. A look at North Hills. It's been raining just a little bit. You can see the occasional raindrop. It's just a rainy evening, cloudy, dreary evening. If you're walking the dogs, just make sure you uh, have the rain gear ready. A little bit of a low around the triangle right now, especially Raleigh to the south. 70 in Raleigh, 74 Fayetteville, 74 right now in South Hill. Here's the expanded view. This is the culprit that's bringing our unsettled weather. We talked about it at length last week, mentioned it yesterday. It's what we call a cutoff area of low pressure. It's cut off from the main jet stream, which is well up to the north. This is not typical for this time of year. This is more of a cool season kind of setup. So with this being unusual and it's tapping moisture from the Gulf and the Atlantic, dumping very heavy rainfall across the area. Now, as I mentioned, it looks like the rain may back off a little bit tomorrow, then ramp back up for the day on Thursday and Friday as well. So I wanted to show you the brand new run of future cast for the day tomorrow. Arrival of summer officially at 1057 in the morning, by the way. So at 5 a.m., we're waking up to some wet weather. So the morning commute likely to see some rain. And Elizabeth will outline that tomorrow morning on our morning newscast. 8 a.m., especially our northern county seeing the rain. But notice to the south, very little going on. Once we get past the morning commute, there's not as much coverage of rain showing up on the model. This is mirrored in other high resolution models and the American model as well. So we backed off on the amount of rain chance tomorrow down to about a 40 percent chance because it really doesn't look like it's all that great. Not to say we won't see any rain around, but not the coverage that we saw today. I'm just not seeing that. And then for Wednesday night, we start to see a new batch come on in and then it stays across the area for the day on Thursday. Thursday, we have an 80% chance for rain. Now we talked about bread at the top of the newscast. There is the next system and perhaps another one. The American model has this spinning up into something in the days ahead. This has about an 80% chance of developing over the next seven days. Tropical model plots and consensus that this one, instead of moving due west, will move to the west northwest and from what I've seen on the American and European models this gradually dissipates so it never makes its way to the US the way we see it right now. We'll keep an eye on everything going on out there for you. Showers likely tonight maybe an isolated storm 66 Raleigh 67 Fayetteville and a lesser chance for rain tomorrow and a lesser chance for a storm 76 for Raleigh 80 in Fayetteville.
Fayetteville, your seven-day forecast, the system becomes more progressive, a lesser chance of rain on Friday, trending drier for the weekend, only about a 30% chance for showers and storms. And as it's drier, it warms up. You guys ready for warmer weather? 90 on Sunday, 92 Monday, 90 next Tuesday. Muggy as well, I yeah. assume. Yes. yes. Feels like summer. Yeah. It will. Hey, Mike, I just have to say happy anniversary Thank with WRAL. How many years has it been? 29 years. 29 years. Oh, well. You are doing a fantastic job. And I lost the hair every year since. Uh, <laughs> Surprise ever, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Still ahead, you can soon sip and stroll in more areas downtown. A look at the new expansion plans for Raleigh's social district that now caters to the brunch crowd. Coming up. I'm Eric Miller in the WRAL Breaking News Tracker. We're following a crash here on US 64 eastbound. It's having an impact for some folks in the Apex area. We know there are at least two vehicles involved here. One, a white sedan. The other, that tractor trailer you can see right there. US 64 eastbound is partially shut down right now while first responders deal with this mess. We're still working to learn whether or not there were any injuries here and what exactly the cause of this crash is. Still, if you're headed this way, 64 eastbound right at 540, you will want to slow down as we do have first responders here on the side of the road. Following this closely, bring you more information as soon as we get it. Now let's head on over to Brett in the Live Center who's following another breaking story. Brett? Thanks, Eric. Here in the WRL Live Center, we are tracking this fire that is broken out in the Fayetteville area along Bragg Boulevard. This is at uh, Joe Small Engine Repair Shop there on Bragg Boulevard. This is video that we just got into the newsroom of that heavy smoke that has taken over Bragg Boulevard while firefighters worked to fight that fire. We do know that nobody was injured as a result of this fire. Investigators will go in once those hot spots are all put out and try to determine the cause. This is a story we'll stay on top of and keep you updated. All right, Brett, thank you. Raleigh's first and only social district is getting bigger. Must be a success. This afternoon, City Council approving expanding the Sip and Stroll downtown district. Now includes some areas surrounding Nash Square, Raleigh Union Station, and the Warehouse District. You'll be able to grab a to-go drink from all the participating bars and restaurants nearby starting an hour earlier as well, starting at 10 a.m. That's for the brunch crowd for you folks wanting to start early, I guess. Uh, these changes go into effect August 15th which is the one-year anniversary of the start of that social district. And Matt Tallhelm was doing the report earlier. Mm -hmm. A lot of the big problems, people worried about crime or litter. Mm -hmm. Both have improved. Isn't that something? Down there, yeah. Well, you know, everyone's happier with yeah, mimosas. A little, little, not a lot of violence at brunch. <laughs> you know, it depends where you brunch. Hey, thanks for being with us here on WRAL News. Our next newscast is at 10 on Fox 50 and 11 on WRAL. Have a great night. Watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.